This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. I'm Tanya Mosley. In 1987, my sister Anita vanished without a trace. Decades later, thanks to DNA, we found her. But that's only the beginning of the story. She Has a Name is a new audio documentary that explores the search for redemption, confronting trauma, and healing in the face of unimaginable loss. Subscribe now to Truth Be Told Presents She Has a Name, where every revelation brings us closer to the truth. Hello, I'm Lale Arakoglu, and welcome to another episode of Women Who Travel. Not that long ago, I went away with my best friend to Sweden, and we mostly just potted around the city eating fantastic food and spending too much money on Scandinavian fashion brands. And we also, like all best friends do, reverted back to the comfort of our usual dynamic, which for us was formed at 11 years old. It was a reminder that even though we live on different continents, with jobs and adult responsibilities, she is a baby, there's nothing quite as fun as travelling together because we just, well... We get each other. Which is why today I'm talking to the co-hosts of a podcast called Best Friends. They're actor, writer and comedians, Nicole Bayer and Sashir Zamata. We do our podcast together and we talk on the phone a lot. So we do interact so much when we're apart. But like being together, like we just went to Vegas and we were together for like three full days, no real breaks. And it was like, this was so nice. Nicole Byer has hosted and starred in many TV shows, most notably her own sitcom, Loosely Exactly Nicole, and the Netflix reality comedy Nailed It. Friendship was immediate. <laughs> yeah, I would say the travels probably strengthened the friendship. So I think we were friends before we started traveling. I think there was um, just like an understanding that we like each other. So we, we like hanging out and this is fun. We started doing improv together, so we would do tours. Uh-huh. Like, we would do different festivals and performances in cities. So, yeah, kind of since the beginning of our friendship, we've been traveling. Nicole's best friend, Sashir Zamata, is an alum of SNL and had a starring role on ABC's Economics, Hulu's comedy series Woke, and the movie The Weeknd. We're both so busy and sometimes not in the same city. Like, I was just in Georgia for six months and Nicole was in L.A. and... And and that happens, but it's nice when we have moments to ourselves. And I feel like traveling is the best way for us to do that because when we're in LA at the same time, we do hang out, but sometimes it's like we're still busy or like right. we have to run and do a show right after we're hanging out or do a different thing. But it's nice to have an isolated time where it's like it's just the two of us. We're in this place and we just get to enjoy each other for this weekend or week or however long we're there. And all, all the kind of like loudness and nonsense of life washes away temporarily. Mm-hmm. And you, I guess mm-hmm. you can kind of, at least I find this traveling with my my best friend, like even as just for a few days, all that stuff kind of just goes into the background and you get to just concentrate on each other and fall back into a dynamic that was the sort of foundation of the friendship. 
Yeah. You learn a lot about people when they travel and you also learn if you're like good travelers together. So I think we found out pretty quickly that we are able to like blend into each other's vibes really well. So tell me about those vibes or at least tell me about the other's vibe. What's what's that travel dynamic like? So Shira's down to clown. She's down for truly any adventure. She's not a water baby like me, but she will get in water. She will go to a waterfall if I ask her nicely. Um, So Shira gets up earlier than me, but is fully okay going to get breakfast or like yoga or like doing something in the morning and then coming back. And then I'm like, no, time to wake up. (laughs) And I like being awake. Oh, wait, you have to do me. Oh, yes. Um, Nicole is really, really good at thinking of like fun ideas for us to do when we travel. She's like, I saw this, you know, kitschy bar that we should go to, or I saw this, uh, thing with animals or this thing with cars or like, she's just good at finding things for us to do. Uh, she does like to sleep in late, but also that extends (laughs) into the night where she can party all night. We went to Vegas over the weekend and I surprised Nicole by taking her to the Flamingo Resort. And I was like, there's a surprise happening. And she's like, am I going to see flamingos? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and, and then we went to their wildlife habitat, which is two ponds. And it's a <laughs> truly a nasty little sink. Sashir, what did you want to do in Vegas? We got massages. That's a Sashir-centric thing. <laughs> yes, I do love a, a, a spa day. I love a massage. She loves, and I'm trying to get into them. I think I like them. But sometimes they're so, they really try to hurt you. Hmm. <laughs> I said to Sashira, I was like, I'm really bruised. She just did it really hard. It's like, it's supposed to be like a nice experience. Yeah, not like rough, if you don't want that. It was nice, but it was it was a little, her hands were so firm. But then I think there were stones in her hands. But I don't know, because my eyes are covered. <laughs> I, I don't know how to ask questions when someone's doing a service for me. Yeah, this is true. Nicole, for some reason, <laughs> she'll like... Be super assertive when we're traveling or, like, tell people to get out of her way when we're going on the plane. But then when it comes to customer service, she just, for some reason, cannot get the courage to say, can this stop? (laughs) I've got a few questions for you from editors at Condé Nast Traveler (laughs) who are looking for advice on how to travel with a friend or friends. Mm Mm-hmm. This first question came from our social media director, Mercedes Bleth, who is very involved in this podcast and is all over it. And I know is excited about this episode. And one of her questions was, how do you carve out alone time or time apart from each other on a trip in a way that doesn't feel hostile? I mean, we're so close and have traveled so mm-hmm. much together. I feel like it'd be very easy for us to be like, hey, I just need to, I need an hour to myself or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do this real quick by myself. But if you're not there yet in your friendship, um, I don't know. Yeah. Like we, I do like sleeping in. She wakes up earlier. Mm-hmm. So like that's good alone time if you're just up before your friend. Um, I know at like sleepovers, sometimes I would wake up early and I would pretend to keep sleeping cause, and wait for like the other girls to wake up. But like, I'm an adult. You, I don't have to do that. You can like go off and do things. 
Granted, we went to Italy and I did wake up before her multiple days and I would just stare at her till she woke up, which is insane. <laughs> I should have taken the time to do anything else. That's a good one. And then I do think, Sashir, I think you're right. I think you just be like, oh, hey, I just need like an hour to myself. Uh, I'm having a great time, but I just I just need some alone time. Yeah. You could also build it into the schedule before you even go on the Ooh, trip. Yeah. Like if you like have a morning activity or like, we're going to go get brunch. We're going to go to this museum. And then there's like a couple hours where it's like flexible. We could do something together or we could do something apart. And then we like definitely have something in the afternoon or something like that. You went on a trip somewhat recently that you've spoken about a little bit uh, to the Bahamas. Yes, we did go to the Bahamas. <laughs> you respond with a little trepidation. Yeah, yeah, we went to the Bahamas and I talked about it on Jimmy Kimmel. Then the whole island nation decided to band together to hate me um, because I didn't have a good time. And apparently that is my fault and not the islands. And mm-hmm. I respect that approach. I love that. <laughs> it's like, I love where I live so much. It's fucking you. It's not me. It's not us. It's you. And I say, all right, it's me. Um, yeah, we rented an Airbnb that was half finished and just disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a hard time getting a hotel because it was New Year's. But then our friend Christy is fiance's best friend's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> had a hookup at the Comfort Suites. And I said Comfort Inn on Kimmel and people came for me and they're like, there is no Comfort Inn. It's the Comfort Suites. And I'm like, guess what? It's all the same. Mediocre. And we stayed there. It was clean. It was nice. And then we moved to Margaritaville. And, you know, things happened every single day. I ran out of gas on a jet ski in the middle of the ocean. It was a... It was really stressful. Every yes, single day it was, was stressful, wasn't it? Wait, Sishir, so no. what was your experience? Because it sounds like you didn't run out of gas on your jet ski. Were you lighted in other I, ways? She I cursed mean, me. She, she I, said, you said before we went out, you're like, what if we run out of gas? And I was like, that'll never happen. Yeah. And then cut to me bobbing along. And then I had to go back to shore by myself. And I was like, should I leave? And she was like, you have to go. Like, <laughs> something has to happen. We can't just both be out here. And I was like, okay. And then I just like, like sadly went back to shore and kept looking back to make sure my friend didn't just like drift <laughs> off into the ocean. And, Wait, Nicole, and eventually- what was going through your head is you just like bobbed around in the ocean alone. So sheer disappearing into the distance. I, at first, didn't realize how far out we were. And she just kept going and going and going and becoming smaller and smaller. And I was like, what if she doesn't come back? What if nobody What if nobody comes to save me? And then she was gone for a really long time because that's how far out we were. And I was like, what if, what if a sea creature comes to eat me? But then I'm delusional. I was like, I'll make friends with it and it won't eat me. And maybe I'll ride that back to shore. That's how it works. Yeah. Honestly, thank God it was before all the orcas and sharks started uh, unionizing I mean, in the ocean. Ah, yes. <laughs> truly. But you did, you didn't swim with, technically you didn't swim with sea creatures, but you did swim with pigs, right? Okay, we didn't go to Exuma. Okay. Exuma is the famous pig beach. We went to Harbor Island. And Harbor Island, they don't really swim. You give them chicken hot dogs and they follow you into the water and will be forced to swim if, if need be to get to the chicken sausage. Um, 
But yeah, we didn't swim with them. And then I loved it until I saw one just like shitting in the ocean. And I was like, I think it's time for us to go. I was very happy. I was wearing my adventure water shoes. (laughs) Hmm. But I did cry upon seeing them. I love pigs so much. And then there was also ducks. I love ducks. The older I get, the more emotional I get about animals. And I can't (laughs) explain it. I personally wouldn't have chosen to go see the pigs, but I was like, Nicole's going to lose her mind. And I want to see that. So, so I am so happy that we're doing that. How do you soundtrack your trips? So she has a good playlist that a nice person made for her. And that's, that's, it's like vibey and it's chill. And it's always got like weird bands I've never heard of, of like like John and the the drum trucks. I don't <laughs> <laughs> always have like weird names. So shit, do you know who John and the drum trucks actually is? I mean, maybe she's talking about drive by truckers. <laughs> the funniest part is I always get kind of close to something yeah. that you actually do know. <laughs> Uh, I was like in a Frank Ocean mood the last time we went somewhere so we were listening to that but Mm -hmm. I think we're like low key coming up a trip to Costa Rica I'm Chris Murphy. I'm Richard Lawson. And I'm Hilary Busis. We are from Vanity Fair's Still Watching Podcast. Next up, we're watching the new HBO show, The Regime. Madam Chancellor, let's keep the gloves on. This is not a confrontation. We're just saying what's true. Academy Award winner Kate Winslet is our chancellor as she leads a faux European autocracy in turmoil. We'll be watching week by week as the regime unravels. And we'll be talking to the stars along the way. New episodes of Still Watching will drop every Sunday after the regime airs. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium, Apple Card, or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to level up? For me, it's my hiking boots, which have gotten me over some pretty tough terrain. And I'm not talking about my morning commute on the New York City subway. They've pushed me to go to far off places like trekking in the remote mountains in Patagonia, wildlife spotting amid the thick rainforest of the Amazon, and climbing through canyons in the Utah desert. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. There's an available panorama glass roof, 33-inch all-terrain tires, and multi-terrain select driving modes. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior means that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. We went to Costa Rica and there was a zip line. And I said, what is the weight limit on the zip line? And that man looked at me and he said, I don't know. I think you should be good. And I said, then I'm not doing it. If you don't have a clear answer for me and you've never seen anyone as big as me on it, like 
I'm not doing it. So mm-hmm. I rode around with them and then there was a big, tall man. He was big. He was like solid. He was like, a, I don't know, like a basketball player or something. But uh, he went through the zip line and then he got stuck halfway through. <laughs> and I was like, I made a good choice. Mm-hmm. That's yes. humiliating. <laughs> that is- he was laughing, but they had to figure out how to go get him. So mm-hmm. I, I'll go to things and then maybe opt out of doing it, but I'll go watch you do it. Yeah. Same. Oh my God. Just so, so sorry for that man that got... It yeah. was funny. Everyone was laughing at him. <laughs> it was very funny. Just like his butt lightly dipping in the water. Nicole, at least when you were on the jet ski with no gas, no one could see you because you were out to sea. <laughs> yeah, I was just lost at sea. Okay, on to... And actually... um, This is kind of a good segue to Mercedes' other question, which was, how do you or should you even try and inspire a friend who isn't adventurous into doing something new? And I like this question because I'm a bit of a scaredy cat. Like, I hate Mm -hmm. things. I don't like heights and I hate things that go very fast. Yeah. I'm also kind of a scaredy cat. What? You adventurous this year? I do adventure. You've been on jet skis? Yes. You've been on go-karts? I didn't get on in a fast car like you did. Like, I'm not going to drive a Ferrari or do the, like, drifting experience. That scares oh, me. I got to get back and do that. <laughs> Wait, drifting is in Fast and the Furious? Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> they have a Hellcat and they drift it for you and you just sit in the back seat and they get so close to the, like, little dividers and stuff. It's real wild. It looks like so much fun. Wait, and drifting, because I said that like I knew what it was and literally because I was just thinking of the film title. Drifting is you cut the wheel hard so your front tires go to where your wheel is and then your back tires skid to where the front of the car is going until you make like a circle. Okay. And you like, like kind of glide. That is terrifying. Yes. Yeah. I'm so (laughs) impressed. (laughs) They're like, you cannot do it because it's hard to control doing it, but you can ride along with someone who does it. So like Sashir came along and was like, I'll watch. I think that's a good friend thing. And then also if a friend says no, I think twice, I think you let it go. And then pivot to, would you mind watching me do it? Or I'll I'll go do it alone? Or Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you should force anyone. You definitely shouldn't force anyone. And hopefully this friend's fear doesn't, like, end the activity. Like, hopefully it's mm-hmm. not like, oh, we have to go back to the hotel now. Um, <laughs> and then that's on that it, friend. You know, you kind of hope that yeah. there's, like, a, a balance where they're, like, I appreciate that you aren't going to peer pressure me into doing this thing, but I'm not going to make you miss out on anything. Exactly. Mm -hmm. There should be some compromise. Well, that was like in Mexico, you went up those Aztec stairs to heaven. And I said, I simply will not. Uh, Because they were like, it's pretty steep. And I was like, I fall very easily. Um, So I just like sat and made friends with a family and (laughs) she went up to heaven. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) I think there's something to just being down to like, wait, Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. experience as much as you want. But like, this is my boundary. And I'm happy to watch you do something. I took pictures of her on those stairs. I waved goodbye. (laughs) Have fun (laughs) in heaven. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I waited for her to get back. I think the friend who doesn't want to do something I think it's more on them to be like happy to be a cheerleader, happy to mm-hmm. sit. Um, but I don't, this is not for me. Cause it's like, you didn't need me to climb stairs. Yeah. And you took nice pictures. And there's always a, a need for someone to take pictures. Yeah. Well, yes. The person who's sitting out is now the photographer. So mm-hmm. I had a, it felt like a very freeing moment when I 
finally just accepted that I really hated roller coasters. And after an entire childhood and adolescence of forcing myself to go on these rides that like made me feel like I was going to like at the very baseline shit myself Mm -hmm. and or, you know, or fly out of the thing and meet my demise. I was like, wait, I just don't have to do it. And I can Mm -hmm. sit at the bottom while my friends have a good time and just like eat some French fries. Exactly. Yeah. And I think there's nothing wrong with that because you get to watch all the stuff. You're valuable. What is your feel about picky eaters? I am a picky eater. Ah. I'm very, very picky. I do not eat everything. We went to this super fancy restaurant that I loved, but the appetizer was something akin to deviled eggs. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a deviled egg girl. I don't like mustard. So I just cut up the food and pretended like I had eaten some of it. Again, I don't know why. I don't think anyone was offended that I didn't like it. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I will go anywhere and I will find something on the menu that I like. And I think picky eaters have to do that. I Mm -hmm. think, especially if the restaurant does substitutions, just like, you know, figure out something you like, take something out. Sound like a child. (laughs) Sashir, what about you? (laughs) I I will eat more than Nicole, but... Mm -hmm. I also sometimes I'm like, I don't want that, but I would try it. Yeah. I I mostly just like to eat really tasty food and be full. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, you just want to eat something (laughs) delicious. You introduced lamb to me, Sashir. Did you know that? I don't think I did know that. I had never had lamb before until I tasted lamb off your plate. So glad. My former co-host on this podcast, who I've traveled with a lot, Meredith Carey, she is quite a picky eater, self-proclaimed. She doesn't like eggs, so those deviled eggs would have not been an option for her. She doesn't like potatoes. She doesn't like bananas. It's a lot of yellow food, really. Um, But also (laughs) food that appears everywhere. But we have traveled so much together and have eaten so many dinners. And we always have a great time. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I feel like there's always something this person Mm -hmm. can eat. And if not, then it's like, all right, well, let's try to find a snack after we leave the restaurant. That's so wild that your friend doesn't like a potato. It's It's one of the most versatile vegetables. Well, I know. That's what I say. I'm like mashed, roasted, French fries. Yeah. Options are Tater tots. Potato chips. She knows it's controversial. Have you traveled with other friends and suddenly been like, oh, it's not quite the same? <laughs> we have tried to add people to the mix and it's really hard. It's uh-huh. <laughs> I yeah, think it is hard because we have just been doing it for so long. Yeah. And we don't have to talk. It's like, do you want to do this? Yes. You want to do that? No. Okay. I'm going to go do this. Oh, great. I'll do this. And it's very easy. And then sometimes you'll go out with people and they're like, I don't want to do that. What? <laughs> do you mean or it's like let's do this dumb shit and you're like wait why would you want to do that (laughs) coming up a giraffe hotel in kenya do you sometimes wake up with the desire to understand the seen and the unseen forces guiding you through this life And are you ready to begin uncovering the impacts of these forces in your day to day? 
Do you feel that you could use a little push, a little umph, or maybe even a little juju to be reminded of your power within your ancestors to truly understand you? Well, child, so it sounds like you need a little juju podcast in your life. Hey, bays, I'm your host, Juju Bay. Welcome, Aquaba, bienvenidos to the Womanist Witchy Insight Show, diving deep into the Black healing journey, pop culture juju, and the ancestral spiritual systems that can help get us free. So please come on over and join the ALJ Pod family. New episodes drop every single Wednesday, and you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tanya Mosley. In 1987, my sister Anita vanished without a trace. Decades later, thanks to DNA, we found her. But that's only the beginning of the story. She Has a Name is a new audio documentary that explores the search for redemption, confronting trauma, and healing in the face of unimaginable loss. Subscribe now to Truth Be Told Presents She Has a Name, where every revelation brings us closer to the truth. question that came from a few different people and has definitely been something that I experience as someone who works in media and has friends who earn considerably more than I do, who I have traveled with. And we always end up on different budgets. But the vision for the vacation often gets sort of determined by the people who are earning more. How Uh, have you, both with each other and with other friends that you've traveled with navigated differing budgets something i've seen nicole do is if we are staying in an airbnb with a group of people or like staying at a resort or something if it's like fancy or more expensive because nicole or nicole and i want to stay at a nicer place but our friends can't afford it yeah then like we'll like balance out the payment for it because it's like well we wanted to be here so Mm -hmm. you did that airbnb in the bahamas <laughs> that I, was slumming that, it. <laughs> that was truly slumming it. For not it. It was, slumming it prices. It was so expensive and so not finished. And there yeah. was just stains everywhere covering the headboard. It was so gross. But yeah, if I'm organizing, I'll just be, be straight up. I'll be like, it is a little expensive, but it's the place I want. Uh, I like it. If you guys like it, I'll book it and then pay pay me what you want. And it's never no one has any like no one has ever been like here's ten dollars. Um, but yeah, I I think it's always like a nice conversation to have if it's like a bunch of people to be like, well, where would we want to stay? Who's willing to share a room? Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's just it's it's easy. Like me and my friend Mono just planned a trip and. I said I would like to fly first class because uh, it's what I've become accustomed to. And Mono was like, I don't want, I don't want to. That's, that's too much. And I was like, okay. And I don't think either of us feel any type of way about it. Well, then, then neither of you is stressed because you're not stressed because you yes. feel like you forced them to do something that they weren't comfortable with or didn't have the money for. And they're yeah. not stressed because they're thinking, oh my God, I couldn't afford this. And now my credit card bill is going to be like through the roof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just you have to have that conversation. Also, economy seats are too small for my butt. They don't make things for big butted people. When we went to Vegas, I flew <laughs> Comfort Plus and Nicole was in first and she was like, please sit next to me. Why? Why are you sitting next to me? And I was like, because it's a 45 minute flight from LA to Vegas and I'd rather not use all my points. <laughs> to sit in first class for that <laughs> short-ass flight. 
We can be apart for 45 minutes. It's okay. We're about to have three days together. (laughs) She got upgraded on the way back and we still didn't sit next to each other. (laughs) I feel like we've solved some problems. We figured out your travel dynamic. My last question is, where are the two of you traveling to next? Or if you haven't got anything planned, what are you scheming? Where do you want to go? Africa. I think that's the yeah. next place we want to go. Specifically to that Kenyan hotel where giraffes will lean into the windows. I like, saw that hotel. Yes. Yes. I didn't actually stay there, but I did meet the giraffes. I would like to make friends with a giraffe. You did meet giraffes? I did meet the giraffes. Oh my God. There's a giraffe in like uh, Malibu. I can't remember his name, but I emailed to see if I could meet him. And they were literally like, he's not accepting any new friends. I was like, <laughs> who is he, Drake? What's happening? They're quite... As I was told when I was getting to feed the giraffe snacks, is they can get a little prickly if they get bothered mm. by too many people. Oh. And because basically in Nairobi, there is the giraffe hotel itself, and then it actually is attached to a giraffe sanctuary. So if you can't stay at the hotel, although hopefully you both will, then you can also visit the sanctuary and meet the giraffes and feed them these little kind of biscuity snacks they let you have they give you a bunch that you have in your hand and you just plop them on their tongues oh and giraffes tongues feel as weird as you would imagine they would oh my gosh i can't wait but there was one who was really i everyone was warned about and they were like she she's a biter oh oh my god so maybe, maybe, maybe she also maybe she'd had too many friends and she just like needed her alone time yeah <laughs> she's like i don't know you i've had enough <laughs> <laughs> i've had enough of these biscuits <laughs> Yeah. I don't need any more. <laughs> um, well, Kenya sounds fantastic. Is there anywhere else in the continent you'd want to go? Ooh. Ooh. We were trying to figure out if we were going to, I don't think we're going to do the whole continent. Mm. I think we're either going to stay like north, northeast, or like northwest, maybe central, but like do do the top half, I think. Yeah. We also need to find a travel agent because. Yeah, we, we don't really know how to do it. <laughs> Like, we we can put together great trips, but also, yes. I do feel like the Bahamas was a really strong indicator of, like, we need someone else to do this for us. <laughs> so, uh, research things for us to do, places to stay. Yes. Yeah. Because there's so much to do in a very mm-hmm. small circle. But, like, Africa, like, we can't wake up one day and be like, let's go to Madagascar. <laughs> like, you got <laughs> to plan that shit. <laughs> All right, we'll talk. Okay. Well, it sounds like hopefully you've got an amazing trip coming up that will be free of Airbnbs with stains and <laughs> jet, jet skis without gas, I believe. <laughs> this has been such a treat and you've made me want to book another trip with my best friend. If people want to follow along with both of your travels and listen to the podcast, where can they find you? Uh, the podcast is just called Best Friends and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also call and ask us best friend questions and we'll answer them to the best of our abilities, but we are not professionals other than professional friends. (laughs) We are professional (laughs) friends. (laughs) Next week, swimming in out-of-the-way locations like quarries, hidden lakes and sea pools has long been popular. But during the pandemic, more people took up wild swimming and online groups started sharing experiences. We talked to Freya Bromley, whose new book, The Tidal Year, reflects on the year she spent swimming around the UK. And we talked to Danish writer Dorf Norse, 
who lives on the rugged coast of Jutland and is a frequent guest on this show. See you then. I'm Lale Arakoglu, and you can find me on Instagram at Lale Hannah. Our engineers are Jake Loomis and Gabe Caroga. The show's mixed by Amar Lal. Jude Kapfner from Corporation for Independent Media is our producer. See you next week. Hey, I'm Brian Stelter, host of Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. This week, with the help of Dan Adler and Olivia Nuzzi, we're going inside the media circus swirling around Donald Trump's criminal trial. People want coverage of Donald Trump. There are sort of shades of 2015, 2016. I found it to be a a total break from the reaction to a lot of Trump coverage in the last two years. Join me, Brian Stelter, on Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Listen wherever you get podcasts. I'm Tanya Mosley. In 1987, my sister Anita vanished without a trace. Decades later, thanks to DNA, we found her. But that's only the beginning of the story. She Has a Name is a new audio documentary that explores the search for redemption, confronting trauma, and healing in the face of unimaginable loss. Subscribe now to Truth Be Told Presents She Has a Name, where every revelation brings us closer to the truth.